Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Today, we're joined with Alex from Hallow, and he's going to share with us basically a lot of the history and where Hallow, the app, is going, the number one Catholic prayer app in the world. Really excited about this episode. Yeah, Hollow is an app that's really taken the world by storm, and there's been over a billion prayers prayed through it, and we're going to find out how he got this inspiration to make this app and the kind of impact that it's having on the world. It's been an absolute joy to follow Alex's you know, journey and online. The ministry that they have on this app is absolutely impressive, and each month it gets better and better. Did you say absolutely? I said absolutely, absolutely. fabulous. <laughs> It's always a pleasure uh, to have you on the show. I think this would be your second time uh, joining us, yeah, I believe. That's right. Um, and since then, I can tell you, I use the app every day. There's been a lot of lot of really rich content that's been delivered on the app. I, I can't even... Used to be able to get to everything. Now I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, have, you have really bad eyesight. It's pretty... It's there. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> He has his glasses attached right to the back of his I have man and, eyes, as my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these little things here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, we all use Hollow, uh, as well as hundreds of thousands of other people. And this app is really kind of revolutionizing <laughs> the way that people are using technology to pray, you know, in the church. And, and I'm sure even people outside of the church, quite a few. So we wanted to talk to Alice and just talk about how this thing got rolling, because you know, if you look in, in in context and you maybe hear about like this movement or that movement in the 14th century or there's this prayer revival in the 1800s or whatever, you know, those are viewed as historic moments. But when you look at the magnitude and the impact of what Hollow has done, it, you know, if we're talking candidly, it rivals that in the amount of prayer and the impact and the amount of people that it's reaching. And I think it can be overlooked because it's just an app, what kind of impact it's having on the world. But giving a little context to it and uh, figuring out, you know, why this happened, where it's going, I think will be really interesting for a lot of our listeners. Yeah, the the I mean, the extent of your reach, Alex, that you have here and and whom you've involved in this rollout. I mean, just like top level athletes, you know, Jonathan Rumi, you've got Michael's father, Mike Schmidt's uh, content on here. We have him in a votive candle. If you haven't seen, <laughs> which is my favorite devotion that we well, have in, when, whenever Father Rich is not being <laughs> my favorite devotion, whenever, whenever Father Rich is not living up to the high standards that Father Michael Schmitz, which is set, basically every single day, we have to light this up and sing the the canticle of Father Mike Schmitz, which is <laughs> Sancte Padre Michael Schmitz Order Pernovis, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, the music that you have on here, one of the features that I love is, is the sleep, you know, the, the, the whole Bible stories, meditations, you've got things for kids, you have it in Spanish. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. So, you know, Alex, tell us a little bit, how'd you get started on this? Where, where did this idea come from? Yeah, first off, I appreciate all the, all the kind words. It's all the, all the big man upstairs doing the heavy lifting. It's been a, it's been a pretty, um, the big man upstairs, and then you guys, I, I think, are, are probably ninety-eight percent of the of the users. So, so you guys are uh, you guys you guys get a lot of credit for that, no doubt. Um, but yeah, it's been an incredible ride. We we probably last talked um, 
uh, two years ago and just talking about prayer. And I think it, it took us, we started about four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. And it took us about those first two years and we got to uh, like a million downloads or so. And um, just in December, just the month of December, we had another million downloads. So I think it's now up to like seven or eight million total. It's, it's just been a crazy, mm-hmm. um, a crazy ride. Folks talking about it, sharing it. And really the the coolest part is just, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about, but it's just these incredible stories, what God's able to do in people's lives uh, when you just take take some time and, and pray. Um, and so it's really been an incredible blessing to, to be a part of. Um, but yeah, how it, how it got started. So uh, it was, it's, it's pretty intertwined with um, my own faith journey. But so I was raised uh, Catholic, but fell away from my faith, unfortunately, in high school and college would have considered myself uh, agnostic or atheist for most of that time. And when I graduated, I got really into secular meditation. I don't, it, it wasn't really like I had an acute stress problem I was trying to deal with. It was just something about the spiritual life that got me uh, really fascinated. And I started meditating. There was some secular meditation apps out there I started using. I thought they were helpful little ways to have like a, a guide, uh, teach you these techniques in the comfort of your own home for 10 minutes before uh, heading to work. But every time I would meditate in secular meditation, my mind would always uh, strangely feel pulled towards something spiritual, which, you know, I was still agnostic or atheist at the time. So I thought it was very strange, an image of the cross or the um, Holy Spirit or Jesus or something. And and so I started, I thought I had this really, I thought I had this really interesting question and I started reaching out to priests, brothers and sisters, folks who were deeper in their faith life than I was and asked, you know, hey, is there any way that there's some sort of intersection here between this meditation thing and this faith thing? And I thought that was a new revolutionary question, but everybody uh, laughed at me and said, yeah, we've been doing it for 2000 years. It's called prayer. You probably yeah. should have heard of it. Um, who, who did your uh, CCD growing up? The um, But, you know, for me, prayer was always you know, it was the things that I had memorized as a kid, um, or it was, you know, hey, tell tell God what you're thankful for or sorry for, which are, you know, both really powerful um, prayer techniques, but had always felt like I was just talking to myself or just repeating something in my mind. Never really felt like there was a, a relationship of any sort. And I started learning all about this really beautiful, really powerful tradition of contemplative and meditative prayer within the church, Lexia Divina, Ignatian Spirituality, Carmelite Spirituality, Recollection, Chant, all this stuff. And I Googled how to do Lexia Divina, randomly opened up scripture. Um, the Lord's, the passage where he teaches the Lord's prayer is, was the passage that I randomly flipped to. And in Lexia Divina, you pick a word that sticks out to you and you meditate on it. And hallow was the word that stuck out to me and hallow be thy name. And it just changed my life, brought me to tears, brought me back to my faith. It was just this really beautiful combination of this deep sense of peace, in deeper than I'd experienced in any secular meditation or anything, but combined with this depth of, of meaning and purpose. So hallow means to make holy. Okay. Well, uh, is Jesus saying he's making God, the father's name, holy is God trying to make me holy. Am I supposed to be hallowing God's name on earth? Am I letting God make me holy? Am I supposed to be helping other people grow in holiness? And I was just doing like a, uh, I was just pursuing my own career for my own interests and all that jazz. So the answer to all those questions were very stressful and very much no. And uh, so it changed my life. What 
it was, it's kind of like you're wrestling with something real. It felt like there was some, there was a meat to the, to the meditation and to the prayer that you were wrestling with. And that was talking back at you. Um, and so anyway, I knew that I needed to do this type of thing for the rest of my life. I loved the idea of these, these apps just cause technology is, is hard to pray with. Uh, I don't know. There's something about looking at a screen that that's a bit, you know, it takes me out of the zone of, of prayer. Um, you know, a book does that a little bit cause you're opening and closing your eyes, but not as bad as looking at a screen. There's something about the light. Um, but the thing about these meditation apps that I really liked is you just kind of click, picked a session, closed your eyes, pressed play. And it was like, you just were being led in a retreat and you didn't really have to engage with the technology. It was just like, there was someone there praying with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we started building the first version selfishly just for me and because i knew i needed to do this for the rest of my life and uh yeah we had some some friends and family who wanted to try it out and there were just some some incredible stories of folks lives being changed just we had nine sessions on the app and it was you know one one girl uh who was using the app a, a young woman decided to break up with her boyfriend of two and a half years and commit to religious life as a nun after nine ten minute sessions and it was just this we're like ah oh, man i don't i don't know if that's you know i don't know if this app thing is going to work but it seems like yeah, God that was a powerful call or a bad boyfriend because <laughs> <You know, laughs> a combination a of both <laughs> I mean, this thing is probably on the edge and it was teetering. <laughs> it was probably both, but I mean, it, it speaks to, to something that, you know, in Hallow, uh, we're not, we're not inventing any new prayer methods or techniques. There's, you know, we're, we're using the same scripture the church has used for thousands of years. Um, and, uh, you know, our goal is just to, to help folks to connect with it and to try to pray in a new way and to try to grow deeper in their spiritual life. And in your life, you're so often, you know, most of the time, you know, I have two young kids, you're constantly on the go, you're waking up in the middle of the night, you're working, you're on the phone. And then when you're done, you want to relax, you want to take your mind off something. So you watch Netflix or you watch YouTube or you scroll through TikTok or whatever it is, or you read the news or whatever terrible thing is going on in the world. And it distracts you, but you never really, you don't really ever rest and you never really sit in silence. And so even just the, you know, a lot of our sessions are silent. And so even just the idea of sitting for five to 10 minutes in silence, it's like God was just sitting there knocking on your heart for so long. And he just wanted to tell you something. And as soon as you sit down and shut up, you, you hear him. And it's, uh, but it can be hard. It can be intimidating to sit in silence for five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. So, um, and it can be intimidating to try to, you know, what does it mean to listen to God? What does it mean to pray contemplatively or meditatively? So, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty incredible journey. Um, just watching what God's been able to do with, with just the little time that we give him in our lives. Can I share my hallow story? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I, I love Lexio Divina. Um, and it, it was definitely something that I even considered cause we build apps and stuff too, a long time ago in the history of Fuzati because I love it so much. Um, and so I was praying in, in my prayer room at my house and it was like a Saturday and all the kids were running around and there's a part where it's like, okay, now you talk to God. And so my father passed away two years prior to this. My mother, you know, depended a lot on him and was trying to become independent and was struggling in a lot of different ways. And so, but I was trying to find her a home near me, right? I was like talking to neighbors, talking to friends. And you're like in Texas that. and she was in Florida. Yeah, she's in Florida. I'm in Texas. And so there's this time where I'm talking to God and I'm like, literally just going, dude, 
like what, how many times do you really, how do I mean, like, what, what do you want me to do? Like I'm doing everything I can. I'm trying to get her a house near here. And, uh, and immediately, uh, my daughter walks in and interrupts me, which happens often. So I wasn't upset or anything. So I said, Hey Ava, she goes, um, Jill's here and Jill's our neighbor. And that's the one family I didn't ask because I'm like, you know, they're not moving. Like, I mean, he's, we were friends and I, you know, and so Jill, I uh, answer the door and Jill goes, Hey, we're moving. Can, do you want Ra some of Reagan's stuff? And I was like, no, I want your house. Can you, uh, you know? <laughs> so like literally in that prayer, Ava knocks on the door. I walk downstairs and then the answer came in my head. It's like, yeah, you didn't ask mm. your next door neighbor. <laughs> like, you know? That's so incredible. Praise God. Yeah, no, we have so many stories. It's just, it's such a, it's such a funny and Hallow, the whole experience with Hallow has just been this like obvious, um, just wait, just, it, it's kind of like that example. It's like, just you, you try and you try and you try. And then finally you just give up and you say, Hey God, can you, can you do something here? And he just does it. He was just waiting for you to give up and yeah. he was just waiting for you to surrender to him. It was the, the, you know, one of the interesting stories from, from really early on the, we, so it's, it's a, it's a startup and we were working on it part-time uh and some of us a, a couple of us had quit our jobs and so we were just spending our savings and racking up credit card debt and all this stuff and so it was like six 12 months and so we needed to fundraise some amount so that we could keep working on it and th this was really the only thing um the only time where like hallow was 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 kind of do or die uh because had we had to go back and get jobs, we probably wouldn't have been able to keep working on it. And um, it probably wouldn't, you know, we would have kind of wound it down or not been able to add any more content or any of that stuff. And so I met, I ended up meeting with all these people, all these different, um, uh, you know, faith investors or angels and people in Silicon Valley and Chicago and New York and all these crazy people. It was like 80 meetings in the course of two weeks. And for anybody who's you know, fundraised before, especially for something that's super early stage or, or new, it's, uh, it's a, it's an incredibly stressful process because it's only you in the room. They're like, kind of, there's not really, you don't have numbers or anything. So they're kind of just judging you. And for me, you know, the story of Hallow is just my own faith, faith journey. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, I guess you hate my own, my own testimony. And so it's, and, and you're constantly trying to figure out, you know, okay, well, am I sitting up straight enough? Am I giving enough eye contact? Am I doing this well enough? And, you know, if, if you're really successful, of those 80 people, 10 might say, you know, maybe, uh, but that means 70 say no. And the 70 say no, you know, right away. And the 10 take a while. They take like two, three weeks to say yes. And so I'm just in these meetings, you know, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And I just get these no's after no's after no's after no's. And uh, I was living in Silicon Valley at the time. And so it's just like not the hotbed of Christianity in, in the world. And so I was just, it was the most stressed I'd ever been hands down. And I came back uh, to our little tiny studio apartment and it was, you know, midnight and I was sitting on our, our little futon praying. And um, I remember saying to God, I was like, look, man, this is, this is too much. I can't handle this thing. I promise you, if this thing works, you will get the credit. Uh, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to take the credit. I'm not going to think I'm some successful guy who figured out how to build apps or any, I know that you're the one doing this. Uh, at the same time, if this thing fails, it's also, it's, it's on you. I'm, I'm not taking the, I'm not taking the blame for that. I'm not taking the fall. And, uh, it's, um, 
you know, and maybe that's a stepping stone to something else. And, you know, you wanted, you wanted it to become something else or to inspire somebody else or whatever it was, or you wanted me to grow through it or whatever it was. And so I was like, you know, at the end of the day, this is your thing, whether it works or not. And the next day I was going to meet with somebody and, um, I was like, Hey, I'm running late and I haven't grabbed a coffee. Yet. Let me go grab a coffee. I read the daily gospel. Cause I hadn't read the, the daily readings yet today. And the reading was Peter trying to fish and, uh, you know, he, he can't catch anything. And Jesus says, let down your net. And he says, there's no fish here. Why would I let down my net? And he says, no, you, you let down your net. And he lets down his net and he catches more fish than the, than the net can both can hold. And that, uh, that meeting that guy offered to invest, he's one of, you know, the, the, our, our favorite partners that, that we've ever had. And then like seven other people in the next two days offered. And it was just this perfect example of, uh, of, you know, God just saying, Hey, I'm doing this. Let me do it. Surrender completely to me, which has been essentially the learning of this whole prayer and startup experience. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's miraculous what, what he's able to do when, when you, uh, give up and let him take control. Yeah, we've we've experienced that too with a lot of the stories that we get from the talk show, and uh, it becomes it, it, especially in technology because we're kind of in the same boat as Hallow. We're, we're we post stuff online and on podcast platforms, so we don't really see or hear you know any of these stories. And then when they start coming at you, you're like, "Wow, this thing is you're you're doing you you can only say that they're it's that only he's doing, the it. doing it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like these stories are nuts, mm -hmm. you know." What are some of the what are some of these stories that you've heard? Maybe more personal stories of people who have used Hollow. You know, because I'm sure you get a lot. I mean, I know that we get people all the time, even on our videos, because we worked with you so long, saying, "I use Hollow. I did this, and this happened." Mm -hmm. You know, what are some good examples of that, Alex? Yeah, we've had. Um, I mean, we we've had just a an incredible. I mean, we get a we get a note pretty much every day of of something that that that'll bring tears to your eyes. I mean, there was a there was a woman who. I spoke to her on the phone, you know, a couple months ago. She um, uh, she had taken her faith seriously. She lived in a city with her husband. They didn't have kids. She was she was a, a bit older. I think maybe forties or fifties. And then her husband got a job out in the middle of nowhere, and she had to move to uh, you know very rural Georgia. I think far away from a church, any of her community, any of her friends. And she'd been there for a few years. And she said that it was, she had developed, uh, you know, a deep depression, a deep alcoholism, a dependency on, on drugs. Her and her husband were on, um, she was very hateful towards her husband. She was saying it felt like, you know, she just, the devil had a hold of her, uh, at every turn. And, um, she, she saw some, you know, little video or something of Mark Wahlberg saying you should pray the rosary or something like that. And I was like, this sounds weird enough. I, sh I should give it a try or probably a Catholic talk show ad. And um, she downloaded it and she said she went out to her car and she just pressed play on one of the first sessions. And uh, she said it felt like God just laid this blanket of peace over her. And she started using it. I mean, I use it like three times a day. She said she started using it nine times a day um every day she stopped doing anything that wasn't faith-based um her whole life tried to become a prayer when we talked she was 80 days sober uh she had you know committed to uh recommitted to her husband and to trying to find a way and build a life of love and charity and it was just this and she she had said that she was struggling deeply with with suicidal thoughts and 
she said she didn't think, you know, if it wasn't for the grace that God gave her through this app, that she'd be alive here today. And uh, it was just like what you guys were just saying. It's just such a, you know, all we, all we do is record a couple of pieces of content, which are great and beautiful content with amazing guys. But, and then you let it out and you just, God just does these really incredible things with, with prayer and with the time that we give them. And so, uh, yeah, we get a, we get a story like that pretty much, pretty much every day from someone who's, whose life, life has been changed, whether that's, you know, a young man, we got, you know, a high school boy, uh, wrote us the other day that said, uh, you know, I was struggling every night. I couldn't go to bed till like 3am cause I was just scrolling on TikTok. And now I closed my, close my day every day with scripture or like a, a young child who was afraid of the dark, who now listens to the little saint stories we have for kids on the app to help her, um, not be afraid of the dark, which has like a, a dad of young kids is, is, you know, an incredible blessing to be able to, uh, be a part of someone's life like that. So it's just, a. It's just a, it's an incredible story. Lots of folks coming back to their faith, uh, but just an incredible story of God doing, doing pretty incredible things. The one thing that, that I've noticed too, just as a pastor and, and having your banner up, uh, you know, each, especially for Lent and, and um, Advent and, you know, encouraging people to download Hallow. And then obviously a lot of the parishioners listen into the show as well. So they're constantly, they've heard our par- partnership from the beginning, really, because yeah. we've been, we've been together from the beginning. And um, it's just so, it's touching because I see families using Hallow. I've always heard you and, and your family using Hallow. It's bringing, Every day we do the rosary on the way to school. It's just, it's just beautiful. Like, <laughs> And, yeah. and the same thing, like I have, a, I have a, a family here, they have a number of kids and they'll just, they'll put on hallow and they'll drive yeah. and it's like, you know, it's not the most perfect it rosary, right. but it's like, you know, they have the rosary praying and, and it's like, it's giving them that structure of prayer and devotion. And I, I just love that. And, and, you know, most recently with uh, Father Mike Schmitz with his, his Bible in the year again, starting the new year, but then also the catechism of the year, we have groups that are doing this together now and just like connecting digitally as well. And this is all because of the app and the centrality of, of having all of this stuff in the form of a library online and easily accessible. And, and that's what I, I just absolutely mm-hmm. love. And I'm curious, like as Lent is approaching, is there, is there anything that you guys are rolling out that's, that's new this, up, this upcoming season? Yeah. Lent is, Lent is, this is probably the most excited for any content launch I've, uh, I've been, um, the Lenten challenge. So every Lent we do something big. Uh, it's our biggest piece of content, uh, every year we have kind of pray 40 days of Lent is the goal. So prayer, fasting, almsgiving are the three pillars of Lent and, and how can you focus, especially on, on prayer this, this Lent. This year, we're also going to add a good, a good chunk of focus on almsgiving and fasting to each week, try to push ourselves in a different aspect of charity or fasting. Um, but we'll be going through uh, the book, The Imitation of Christ, uh, which is just a just an incredible, it, 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 a life changing book. I've read it a few times, and it's just every time it just hits you, it hits you so deep. And it's always something new, and it's like, oh, and when you're reading it, it's like Jesus is speaking directly to you. Yeah, it's so intense, um, <laughs> and it's and it just cuts straight. It, I mean, it just cuts straight. I think it was Saint Teresa of Lisieux, but I, maybe somebody can fact check me on that, but. She said it was, you know, the only book next to the next to the Gospels that that cut as deep to as deep to her soul as um, as the Gospels. It was just the Imitation of Christ was the only thing that came close, and it was uh, 
anyway, so Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen, who's incredible, and then Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, uh, read it. You can choose from either of them uh, through the through the 40 days. And then we have these, so that kind of structures it. We have different themes. So humility, uh, temptation and perseverance, um, prayer, uh, as we go through each week, we'll have Father Mike Schmitz doing homilies on Sunday to kind of set it, set up the theme for the week. And then on Tuesdays, we have this really incredible, do you guys know Immaculate? Uh, I, I can't, I'm terrible at pronouncing her last name, but the, um, she's a, a survivor of the Rwandan genocide. Her story is incredible, uh, just of surrender to prayer and, and conversion. And she'll be leading prayers on Tuesday. And then uh, we have Mark Wahlberg who gives uh, on Fridays little fasting challenges. So he'll, um, uh, each week you, is a is a challenge to fast from something different. So fast from food or fast from the snooze button and wake up earlier or a little bit earlier, or fast from technology or the news or whatever, waste your time or pulls your time away from prayer. Um, and so each week we can have a little different pump up uh, fasting motivation challenge from Mark on Fridays. And then on Saturdays, we have a, um, uh, a session from Mother Olga on charity and almsgiving. Uh, and it's just a, and then we end the Lenten season with with the stations of the Christ, the stations of the cross, which is really kind of custom, interspersing some imitation of Christ stuff, and uh, Holy Week. But it is just the core of it is the imitation of Christ and how we're all called to imitate Christ, which is kind of fun because Jonathan and Jim were, you know, imitated him on the screen, <laughs> but uh, uh, but how we're all called to, to imitate him in real life. But they 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 both actually have really incredible stories of personal stories through their work of surrender and how God is, is pushing them to, uh, to better imitate Christ in their personal lives. And which is, you know, a very, um, is, is an incredibly challenging thing when you're, when you're doing something at the scale that those, those guys are doing it. So, um, but yeah, the book is, the book is, I mean, I can't say enough. Uh, it's, I think it's the second most read book in the Christian spiritual world behind the, behind the Bible. Um, and rightfully so it's just a, it's just a incredible source of, uh, motivation and inspiration. And it's just really like, yeah, you're right. I, I, this is, this is how I kind of reignite my faith life, which is, um, uh, pretty inspiring. So anyway, it's, it's the most excited we've been for any piece of content. We're kind of pulling together all of the best content creators that, that we could find. And, and, um, I think it's going to be something pretty special. So it kicks off on Ash Wednesday and then goes for the, uh, every day throughout Lent, uh, which will be, which will be pretty awesome. That's that's awesome, and yeah, Lent is that big time, and you always see Hollow's got this great content. Now, I got a few more questions I want to ask you, but before we do that, I want to talk about our sponsor really quick, and that's Hollow. Yeah, <laughs> Hollow is the number one Catholic prayer oh app. Over a billion of prayers have been prayed through this app. <laughs> and uh, if you don't have it in your you phone doing? right now, what are you doing? Go to the App Store. It's so, the number one app. <laughs> so if you go to CatholicTalkShow.com forward slash Hollow, you can try this app out free. And you can see how this has been impacting so many people's lives and see if it's going to impact yours. And we want to give a big shout out. I mean, if Hollow was here with us right now, we would tell them we love your app. We use it every day. But since we're here, we can't do that. But we just want to recommend this app because we love it. We use it. We're not just sponsors. We actually use this app. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. So more about Hollow. So let's talk about Hollow. You know, um, one of the questions I had for you is what kind of criticism have you received? Because I know you cannot do anything good 
in any aspect of <laughs> yes, life yeah. without having people criticize you. And you've received a ton of no's, you know, and I'm fundraising right now and I know all about that, but... Uh, he knows the no's. I knows the no's. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a really great question. Yeah, any criticisms, whether it's the content, whether it's the methodology, I know there's a couple of kind of snide articles written about you, you know, how does that feel, you know, because I know your intentions of what you're trying to do. And let me tell you, we get criticism all the time, so we're not immune to it, you know. <laughs> we even, we, we kind of lean into it, but how have you responded with that? Yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, there's a bunch of different, there's a bunch of different points. Uh, you know, the some of the fun, the more fun ones, you know, when you're talking to somebody from a secular perspective, uh, especially when you're trying to pitch or something like that, and often you'll get does Does anybody even pray anymore? Is that even a Is that even a thing? And it's like, uh, yes, uh, 75, 80 percent of Americans every week. Um, but the uh, or like, you know, is anybody even Catholic anymore? And actually, the rate of you know, there's a bunch of sad trends in the Catholic world, but one of the things that stayed really constant is the percentage of people that pray every week. It's, it's you know, if you look at the, any of the survey data, it's, it's roughly 80, 82% over the last 40 years has stayed pretty much flat. And the, the percent that identify as Catholic has, has grown with the population, even though the percent that go to mass has, has decreased dramatically, unfortunately. Um, so anyway, that's always a fun one. We got pushed, uh, you know, in one of our conversations, the suggestion was that we should uh, consider starting our own religion. And uh, this was after I'd given my whole spiel. And I was like, did you guys, did you hear my story? Is that, was that not, it was <laughs> kind of pretty focused on the whole Jesus church thing. Um, but the, uh, but yeah, within the faith, uh, within the faith world, you know, what we're trying to do is build something that can be a resource for uh, uh that is always 100% authentically Catholic and in line with church teaching and everything that we do and every piece of content that's on the app. Um, and there's no, if there's ever any question, we have a good, a great uh, advisory board, a, a great set of bishops and, and priests who help us with making sure that everything on the app is 100% in line with church teaching. Now, it's not all that hard. It's uh, for most of the content we do, it's, you know, the rosary or it's the daily gospel, Lexio Divina, things that have been done for hundreds and hundreds of years that are, um, that are pretty well, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward how you how you lead folks through that. But uh, it's super important that it's always authentically Catholic. At the same time, we want to be as welcoming as possible to folks, uh, you know, people from political, different political perspectives. We have folks from around the world, a bunch of different countries. We have a bunch of non-Catholic folks who are on the app. And so we want to welcome as many people into um, into the app as, as humanly possible while inspiring and hopefully leading them deeper into, uh, their faith and into the church and, um, into relationship with their, with their parish. Uh, but that, that, you know, certainly gets hard, uh, if you don't want to, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions that, and we have a lot of, you know, we work with a, a good chunk of really great guides. I, I, one of the articles that came out was, you know, something about Mark Wahlberg, how he got in trouble when he was 15 years old and has repented for it and uh, all these things in the last 40 years since then. Uh, but there was some Newsweek article that says Mark Wahlberg partners with Catholic app and resurfaces his racist past or whatever, which he, you know, apologized and repented for. So there's just a bunch of, and in the current world of, you know, you're trying to, um, uh, you know, get clicks, you, you, you try whatever you can. But I think the cool part about the app and the, the thing that gets us excited about it is, um, you know, you can create a place, you know, it's, it's, it's a, 
it's different from YouTube in the sense that you know everything on there is in line with church teaching and you can trust it and you don't have to try to filter out what what you know might be dangerous or not but at the same time uh you can carve your own experience so if you're doing and you can personalize it to you in a way that makes that makes sense so if you're doing a holy hour every day how can you grow deeper in your faith if you've not if you haven't prayed in 30 years if you haven't been to church in 30 years how can you try to start praying with 30 60 seconds um if you want to go through the catechism if you want to go through the bible um if you're really into latin prayers dive into latin if you're if you're really into um uh, you know, the Eastern uh, traditions or Eastern prayers uh, within the church, and then, you know, diving into those. So it's, it's um, uh, being able to try to craft your own experiences is something that we learned really early on. Uh, that was really helpful. We tested the app. And actually, as, as you were talking, uh, Ryan, about the Lexio Divina, our initial idea was, you know, we had these few different types of prayer uh, it was nine sessions, so we, we were launched with just nine sessions. And it was like a Carmelite type meditation recollection uh, for three sessions. It was uh, Ignatian examined for three sessions, and it was Alexio Divina for three sessions. And we thought that we would test it, talk to the 50 people who were going to use it. Everybody was going to love one, and we were going to build an app that was Alexio Divina app or an examine app or a Carmelite recollection app. And uh, we talked to everybody and everybody said, hey man, these three sessions were life-changing. The other six were kind of lame. And everybody said, yeah, these three sessions changed my life. The other six were kind of lame, but it was an even split, exactly a third between the three different types, whichever one people loved, whether it was the meditation ones or the examine, uh, Ignatian spirituality ones or the Lexia Divina. And so we we're like, you know, it is, it's, uh, it's such an interesting point and it, it speaks to the beauty of the church because there's so much breadth and diversity of spirituality within the last 2000 years of the church that speaks to different people at different stages in their life and to you at different times throughout your journey. You know, I was really into Lexio Divina for a while. Adding on the rosary has changed my life. Uh, you know, a daily rosary is, is, is incredible. The chant, you know, whenever we launch any new chant or music on the app always change it. So yeah, I, I experience it within my own spirituality, but being able to craft that kind of customized and personalized journey for wherever folks are in their spiritual life has been uh really awesome to see and i love the saints too like the 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 sense of like getting to know the saints and the daily gospel and you're following along the the liturgies of the church each and every day and and you know i pulled it up and it was uh you know saint paquita whose memorial is today so it's it's really neat because it, it, you, you're able to have a resource that is up-to-date, very attractive, it's appealing to the eye, it's open and invitational to people who are not Catholic, and, you know, it's really a, a fabulous, a fabulous approach and presentation mm-hmm. of the Catholic faith the way that it ought to be. Out of curiosity, you know, my question is more in lines with what do you see in the more evangelical elements of this, like reaching out to people who are not Catholic, uh, you know, reaching new markets um, of, of people that may be agnostic or, or practicing a different, uh, you know, um, spirituality, spirituality mm-hmm. and whatnot out of, yeah, I was wondering about that. <clears throat> yeah. There's a, there's a few things that we've seen, you know, there's a woman who wrote us the other day who hadn't been to any church in 30 years and uh, started praying through the app and, uh, was inspired to go to confession and uh, go to her first mass in 30 years. There was a Protestant um, uh, uh, seminarian who was studying to be a pastor who ended up converting and credited, you know, prayer on the app. We have a good chunk of folks of the Muslim faith who are praying in the app, a good chunk of 
uh, folks in the Jewish faith and agnostics and atheists like I was not not too long ago. I think, you know, there's something exciting to me um, about spirituality and prayer as as uh, as an evangelization tool and especially as an app, the, 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 the simplicity of the app. I mean, the one thing is, you know, the church has a tough, a tough, uh, a tough pitch because in the app world, you call it like activation or onboarding. So, so when someone first, your first invitation to someone, you know, you try to make it as easy as humanly possible for them to do. And for most folks uh, in, in the faith world, it's, Hey, come to mass, this meeting with a bunch of people where we sit and stand at different intervals. We have different things memorized and we worship a piece of bread um, or come to this dark room with this guy you don't know and tell him all the bad things you've done. And both of those are like really high. Obviously, both of those have changed my life, daily mass confession, obviously. But uh, they're like really scary for someone who hasn't been to mass in a long time or ever and who hasn't been to confession in a long time um, or ever. Uh, and so to, 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 to instead say, hey, why don't you sit down for three, five minutes and just sit in silence and see if now structure it in the right way and use the right uh, content and all that jazz, you have to be guided in the right way, but see if there's something there on the other side. My guess is there is, he's going to convince you a lot better than I would of all the things of the importance of mass and confession and all that stuff. And he's going to lead you deeper into the church, into the faith, but he's a lot better evangelizer than I ever was. And I think there's something um, really powerful about spirituality. That's also pretty interesting to folks in today's world. I think the church has, you know, the last 2000 years of the church's spirituality and the great mystics and all this stuff, I think is fascinating to people across Christian backgrounds um, and, and even non-Christian backgrounds. I think there's just this fascination with these really deep uh, um, traditions of spirituality that, that the church really has better than any other faith. Um, and I think there's also this, this hunger and this need, you know, you can lead with the same type of thing, which I think, you know, a lot of folks are doing a great job, which is the theology of the faith, the truth of the faith and the truth of the church and, and all that jazz. Um, but, uh, I think there's this hunger also for the peace that Christ brings, especially when you see it, you know, my little sister has, uh, she's like a good bit younger than me. She gets like a hundred notifications every minute. And it's just the, the amount of stress that you must, like, I, I get stressed just holding her phone for three minutes. It's just like, ah, I'm anxious. And the amount of stress and anxiety that you must have in this digital generation is, and you hear it, like the word anxiety is skyrocketed, uh, just in, in conversation among, among kids. And so this, this, this appeal of, of the peace of, of Christ is, I think something that gets folks really excited. And then when you, when you go and you, you know, the, the last thing I'd say is something you learn when um, when I talk to folks who have built really successful apps, whether they're secular or not, most people, um, when they're building something, they ask the question, okay, why aren't people using this? Or why do people cancel? Or why are people leaving the church, as an example? Mm -hmm. And the answers you typically get are, well, it's too expensive, or I disagree with the church's teaching on XYZ, uh, uh, difficult topic, or the sex abuse crisis, or whatever, um, uh, whatever big thing, or I didn't have a good connection with my priest, or I hated my church, or whatever. Um, and in the app world, it's the same type of thing. Why don't you use the app? Well, I don't have enough time. 
Um, you know, it's, I couldn't figure out how to navigate, whatever it is, but the more helpful thing is actually asking the people who use it every day, even that, even if that's a really small subset of people asking them why they use it and how they use it and how they found out about it and all that stuff. And then trying to get that, you know, maybe it's a hundred people download it and five end up using it every day, trying to get that five from five to six. So like, okay, well, how could we make this in a way that someone else might be able to discover the thing that you discovered that helped you? And if you can get that five to six, that's, you know, a 20% growth. And then if you get that six to a seven, that's a lot more useful than trying to talk to the 95 people who don't use it and saying, why don't you use it? And I think, you know, when I go to a church in the middle of the night or an adoration chapel in the middle of the night and I see, you know, a few people there deep in prayer, most of the time I go up, I talk to them and say, Hey, why are you here? It's not, and now I, I think that the theological beauty of the faith, you know, you, you'll have someone like Bishop Barron who's like, well, Thomas Aquinas five ways convince me as a kid, I'm dedicated to it forever. But I think there's a lot of people who are, you know, this is my spirituality. This is my church. That's my God. I'm here. This is how I find my peace and my, my meaning and my purpose in my life. This is the core of my spirituality. I could never leave this. This is my relationship with God. And I think like, how could we try to bring that to more people, both people who attend mass regularly and people who have fallen away. I think it has an appeal and it has a, it has a pull that, is something that gets us pretty excited about the the broad um, scale of of what God might be able to do with this app. You ever been walking through like an airport or on a bus or a train or something, walk by and see someone using Hollow? <laughs> I was on a I was on a plane just just uh, uh, maybe a month ago, and the guy sitting next, I was working on a you know something Hollow related, and he goes, "Do you are you?" involved with Halo. Um, we started talking and he had been somebody who tried to download it and then, um, and then gave a, or, you know, tried it a couple times and couldn't really find something that, um, that resonated with him. And we talked for a while and, you know, figured out it was, he, uh, it was kind of, he, he wanted a daily habit of, of some sort of easy daily thing that he could use to dive deep into scripture. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, the daily gospel thing on the app or something. So we, we eventually, after the two hour flight, convinced him to start using it, which probably wasn't the most uh, scalable marketing strategy in the world. But um, <laughs> but you got that six to a seven. That's good, man. That's a- <laughs> exactly. exactly. That was number eight. Awesome. Well, you know, we've we've appreciated working with you throughout the years. Uh, so many people, you know, that listen to us use Hollow. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of association between the two of us. And it's an association that we're proud to have because, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing is really excellent and top tier. And like you said at the beginning of this interview, you're not creating anything new. You're making accessible the patrimony and the treasure of the church. Amen. And that's something that we've been trying to do, too. You're using technology to bring people to the rich tradition of the her- of the church, and we're using humor and idiocy to do the same thing, we think, right? <laughs> and wonderful decorating from Howard, right. too. Both yeah. important. Yes. I love how you, when you said idiocy. <laughs> so, you know, we've, we've always been grateful to work with you and, and proud of it. And uh, again, you know, for anyone listening, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow or go to hollow.com. You know, either way, takes you to, all roads lead to Rome, right? <laughs> and try this app out because it really is a fantastic use of technology. You can hear the inspiration behind it. You can hear it's been changing people's lives. And the worst thing that could happen is maybe you pray a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, what, yeah. do you, what do you have to lose, you know? I think also it's like an investment. And I know a lot of, like he was saying, anxiety is a big word out there. And there's a lot of people struggling with a lot of things. And there's a lot of wounded hearts. I mean, we, we all have wounded hearts. 
Um, this is just another avenue where prayer doesn't have to be as daunting. It doesn't have to be as like uh, the the barrier to entry is, I think, a lot better because you're getting guided in prayers. In, in certain cases, mm-hmm. you're being guided through some of this stuff. And obviously, like silence, just the encouragement of silence. There's nothing on the phone talking to you. You're just sitting in silence. Like that can do people a lot of good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the other aspect that I that I really want to encourage our listeners and our viewers uh, to do is invest in in things that are moving and fruitful. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, right now, without any type of competition or any other type of, of like somebody right there trying to do something like this or better, there is nothing in the Catholic Church right now in the App Store that is this effective and this robust. And the more that we invest in Hallow, the more that this is going to be articulated in new and engaging ways. And that's what I love is just your team, Alex, all of the people that you have assembled and the immense library, as I've mentioned before, that is already suitable on the app and available for you to to enter into and be enriched from children to different languages. Like all the all of the iterations of this is just continuing to impress me. And I'm looking forward to the continued investment and the growth. Yeah, actually, we got a chance to hang out with a lot of the guys from Hollow when we were See, in St. Louis. Yeah. We were hanging out with Alessandro. He went to a, a arcade, and then Della Cross played Matt Frad in, in basketball and beat him by like forty points. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a video out of it, and I was going to share it, and I'm like. I don't know. This was such a one-sided victory. I don't think it'd be fair to share this, you know? <laughs> Imagine what I could have done with the other, well, if I would have had two hands. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> uh, I don't know. You're just probably lucky that Brandon Vogt wasn't there. Yeah, know? Brandon Vogt would have been draining threes all over. Yeah, Brandon would have been killing you out there. That's what we need to do is have a, we have to have a mini basketball tournament of like you versus Schmitz, you versus Brandon and, uh, and Matt Frad and, oh and mini basketball sponsored by Hollow. I mean, what do you think? Did, did I Alessandro and I actually, Alessandro is one of the co-founders. Him and I used to play, uh, used to play all the time one on one. So uh, I'd, I'd, I'd take him and I versus, versus whoever whoever you guys want to. I love it. <laughs> awesome. We have a few actually really great, really great basketball folks on on the team. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate the the kind words again. It's all the all the big men upstairs, and we we are likewise incredibly grateful to. Uh, to the long-term partnership that that we've been able to to work together on, it's you know it's funny how uh, it's funny how how many people we've we've really it's really just been like you guys and Matt Frad for the last like two three four years or so that's uh, just been it's it's hilarious how many folks on our team first heard about it through one of you guys or uh, how many people we talked through talked to um, heard about it through something that you guys did so really grateful to. Uh, your guys' help spreading the word and trying to help help some people pray. Praise now, God. before we finish this show, we can't go any further without, again, recognizing our sponsor. That's right. Hallow. <laughs> Download it today. <laughs> go to catholicshow.com forward slash hallow. <laughs> God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.